All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. Noel Sosa in the building today with the Hurricane. Fernando, what's up, baby? Hey, what's going on, No So? Another big week. You know, sorry for the wait. You know, I we, we uh, took a couple weeks off, but, uh, you know, we're back and, you know, ready to, to get after it, man. Ready to talk some boxing. Oh, man, ready to let the leather fly on the podcast, man. Listen, yeah, we took a few weeks off. Uh, been taking care of some things, uh, getting ready to make some real big moves here with the podcast. We're very excited about that as yes, sir, some sure. of those things finally come together. Going to be adding the visual aspect to what you hear uh, and stream with us. And by the way, I just want to say thank you to everybody who does tap in on the stream. We really appreciate you. We're going to have some new ways for you to engage with the podcast. We're going to start doing some really creative, cool, fun things. I mean, listen, and for those of you who have been with us from the beginning, we really appreciate you, and you will be rewarded. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you very much. You know, we, we do appreciate it, you know. And, you know, I want to take this time to thank uh, Noso for really taking me out of my comfort zone <laughs> to do this because, uh, you know, I'm not a podcast guy, but here I am talking about boxing, and, uh, you know, I'm happy to do this, and I'm happy to contribute, and maybe we can make a good boxing well, the best boxing show, I like to say. I want to work to be the best boxing show out there where we talk about Boxing, you know, for for boxing fans. That's right. It, it, you know, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, and and I think once we start incorporating some of these new things, we'll probably revisit and have some deep conversations about why we do this, right? Why our love for boxing is what it is. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, no, it's something that's always been near and dear to my heart. I mean, you know, it's something that, listen, I'm not getting paid to do this right now. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. hopefully one day we run these numbers up, it's all good. But I mean, we do this because we love the sport. We care about the sport. It's something that, you know, we we are genuinely invested in just uh, just who we are, how we live our lives, the things that we're interested. So now we love boxing. And, and, and again, thank you so much for supporting the uh, the podcast uh, those of you who have joined us early on. Uh, but, man, where do we start? Uh, again, it's been a couple of weeks. We want to jump in here. I, I want to go ahead and maybe start by recapping a match that happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, our man Tiafimo Lopez uh, was back in the ring, coming off a great performance, by the way. You know, yeah. uh, his previous outing. You know, he showed some 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 of that old Teo, you know what I mean? Real sharp. So I had high expectations going into this fight, understanding, though, that Jermaine Ortiz was no slouch. He may not have the name recognition that some of these other guys do, but I think if you're a boxing fan and you pay attention, Ortiz gave Lomachenko all he could handle, you know, for, for a good portion of their matchup. So you knew this wasn't going to be just a walk in the park for Teo. But you, you know, my expectation anyway going into the fight was Teo looked sharp last time. He's back. He's going to take care of business. But what happened, Fernando? <laughs> Man, he uh, he had a hard time adjusting to uh, Ortiz. You know, yeah. and and look, you know, Lomachenko had everything he can handle with Ortiz, but you know, he was able to really you know secure the fight and right and you know work uh, you know work hard and, and do enough and, to win, do enough to win. And Teo was having difficulties cutting off the ring. You know, Timothy Bradley said over and over again, he can't, you know, he's, he's letting him out. He's letting him escape. He, you know, he keeps circling to his right, and he just could not cut off the ring. I was I was surprised, though, because I didn't see any body work from Teo. You know, when he fought Lomachenko, he he was throwing a good, strong jab to the body, kind of uh, straight right hands to the body. He was kind of setting different traps for, for Lomachenko. He was changing the rhythm a little bit. Uh, he was being active, you know. He was just, you know, uh, pressing the action, but he was doing it smart. He wasn't getting in the reckless. And in, in this fight, it was as if, as if he was just kind of chasing the knockout. He, and he couldn't get it, and he couldn't get it. And, you know, Ortiz was outboxing him, you know, uh, for for a, a good few uh, 
stretch of the fight. You know, I had Ortiz winning 115-113. I was just going to ask you, who you think won yeah. the fight? I had Ortiz 115-113. I had the gonna, exact same score. I'm not going to say it was a robbery because it, it really wasn't. It was a, a matter of taste. If You know, if you prefer the aggressor, you probably gave some rounds to uh, Tail. If you like the boxer, you gave some rounds to Ortiz. But, you know, this was a very inconsistent performance by Tail. Um, he's coming off that big win against a pound-for-pound guy like uh, Josh Taylor. Right. You know, uh, but this has been a pattern for him the last six fights, if you notice. You know, he sensational performance with Lomachenko. Right. Let, let, let's talk about this for a second because yeah. I, I found this very interesting, and we were both kind of saying the same thing before yeah. we even started talking about the fight. I said, man, tail's hot and cold. But, yeah, break this down because yeah. this is very interesting. So, you know, he has that great performance, the coming out party against Lomachenko. Then, you know, he follows up with a loss to Cambosis, right? right? And that was a shocker, right? Nobody saw that coming. He comes back, knocks out uh, Campa. Then he has that uh, fight with uh, Sandro Martin when, you know, they catch him on camera saying, do I still got it? Right. And, you know, led us, a, a lot of us to believe, hey, he might be done. Might be done. What's and going on? And then he on? comes back and convincingly beats Josh Taylor. I mean, a great performance. And so we're expecting another quality performance here. And, you know, he lays another egg. <laughs> and so... By the, by that by that pattern, maybe his next fight is going to be sensational again. We don't know. <laughs> you better bet the house on Tao. His next fight, yeah. But you know something's obviously missing there with Tao right now. Well, let, let me ask you this because you know we've talked about you know Tao uh, you know quite a bit you know throughout you know the, the history of this podcast, <laughs> and it is so up and down. It is so hot and cold. One minute, like we just ex- explained, he's got a great performance, bad performance, great performance, bad performance, just back and forth. Is that maybe evidence of something we've been concerned about about tail for a while his mental health i think so and, and listen real quick before you answer i just i'm not trying to dog on the guy i think we all deal with a little something but it seems like something is really uh hindering our man yeah. teofimo lopez yeah. i think more or less is i mean he looks like an insecure fighter mm. so you know he doesn't take in, uh criticism well you know uh when he got booed after the fight, you saw what he said to them. And Boy, so, uh, dude, what was that interview, by the way, uh, after the, after the Ortiz fight? If I could describe it as anything, word salad, maybe <laughs> gibberish, you know, <laughs> I have no clue what the, fu- what, what he was talking about. I mean, I'll just try to keep it PG 13, but right, yeah, right. I have no clue what the heck he was talking about, man. He, he was talking about the pyramids and, you know, somewhere in the Bible that said, you know, Tail 115, 113. I don't know what he was talking about. This dude is wild. This, yeah. The human beings, human beings, you know. Yeah. God, man. It, it was all over the place. It, it really made me wonder, you know, because prior to this fight, you know, uh, he had that moment with his dad and, you know, uh, and Mark Kriegel, where it was kind of like this big thing where the dad walks in and it just sucked the life out of the room. Right. And, you know, they got into this big argument. And when I was watching this post-fight uh, interview, I was like, man, maybe they should let the dad talk more. <laughs> maybe they, maybe, maybe they dad knows what he's doing there. Maybe, maybe he was trying to protect him from something because, man, that man made no sense. You know, uh, and then, you know, and he's asking for Crawford. You know, he, was, he wants Crawford. You know, man, somebody's got to take that microphone away from Taylor right now. <laughs> Get him back in the gym and let, let's, you know, let's focus on coming back sharp next time. You know, don't talk about Crawford right now. <laughs> you don't want him right now. You know, and, and, and it's a shame because I think we've got glimpses of how great Teo can really be. Yeah. And 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 when when you see how unstable he is and he puts on a dud of performance the way he did here, again, every other fight seems like here. Yeah. Uh, for the last six fights, I think you, 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 you illustrated that perfectly. Uh, great performance, bad performance, hot and cold. I mean, something is definitely going on with him. Um, you know, a lot of this game is is mental, 
Yeah. And when you see a fighter struggle like that, um, you just wonder, you know, w- 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 is he okay? Is he yeah. going to be all right? Yeah. Um, again, if we if we go by history, his next performance should be great. Yeah. Hey, maybe maybe go ahead and fight Crawford. Maybe take now, <laughs> right? as long as you yeah. fight him next and not the yeah, fight after right? that, right? But and here's the thing that's crazy about Teo is that there's days where the guy looks like a kind of reminds me of a Roy Jones with his athleticism, incredible the moves that he does, you know, the fakes things that he should not get away with, but he gets away with, right? And you know, kind of reminiscent of Roy Jones, you know, in his heyday and the way he kind of would score a sensational knockout. You know, he's had that potential, but the knockouts have been missing lately, right? You know, uh, in this fight, it seemed like he tried too hard to give us that version of himself. Um, you know, there was you know, a lot of times where he was, like, doing these weird movements. And, you know, obviously, we're you know, there's no camera right now. But, you know, he's kind of, like, using his, like, toes. And he's, like, kind of moving and trying to fake out his opponent. But he's not really doing anything. He was just moving his body right. for the sake of moving, it seemed like. So he was just killing energy, uh, not really cutting off the ring and he he. This was, that was an opportunity when you have a fighter that is running from you. Well, not running. He was boxing, but right. a fighter that does not want to engage you. You have to start working some fundamentals here, like the, a strong jab, jab to the body. You start, you know, the body ain't gonna move. You know, you you got to start working a little and, bit. And, and that's kind of where I was going with that thought. You know, the glimpses of greatness that we've seen from Teo, that special talent that he has. Yeah, you know, this guy is very familiar with how to cut off the ring. Yeah. Again, is is that the mental thing? Is is there some kind of block there that for some reason, you know, he just gets away from the game plan or just is not focused on those fundamental things? I mean, what is I'm, I'm, that's where I'm so confused yeah. with it. Where how how from greatness to 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 to, to horrible performances, yeah. you know? And it, that's that's kind of where I'm confused as well because who's got better footwork than Lomachenko? <laughs> right. And he was able to cut the ring off perfectly. He pressed him. He's you know got that twelfth and final round. You know, won it big. You know, but. Well, he was doing some things in that fight that he was not doing here, and and I, I kind of I mentioned it earlier, you know, he was boxing behind the strong jab, but every so often he dip he dip and throw a straight right to the body, or he throw a strong jab to the body, and then go back up top, you know, uh, body head head body kind of mix up that rhythm, right? But he wasn't doing any of that in this fight. He was just kind of chasing him and trying to catch him and trying to catch him, letting him escape. Uh, there was just you know. It's a no, different no, version. No real it's, adjustment. It it's was like, just weird. It's like there's two versions of Teo yeah. Lopez. You yeah, know, you know the guy that fought Loma and the guy that fought uh, Teo is a superstar, right? And you're talking about a guy that you know could potentially be a legend in the sport. When you see those guys and you beat those guys convincingly, there was no controversy with Loma. You know, we can argue Loma gave the fight away the first half of the fight, but he still won the fight. You know, he still you know Teo still had the presence and the power. To make Loma be cautious and give that fight away, right? So you know that's something that speaks about uh, Teo. So you know he's got those two quality wins. You know that's to me any, anybody with that kind of resume is a superstar. Absolutely. So we got to figure out what's going on in the in between fights. You know what's <laughs> causing you to to lose? Are you losing focus because it's not a big name? You know, right. Do you only show up for big names? Uh, and I've said this before: is the is the team okay? Do we need a new coach? Do we need to figure out? Right. You know how do we operate from there? You know going forward. So you know. A lot. Of, I've been saying it. You know, maybe he sticks with his dad. You know, it seems like that's what's going to happen. Um, hopefully, is they they have success and it's a recipe for success. But you know, it, it just it seems like something is missing there. Whether it's you know something with his mental, whether it's with his team, something is causing these inconsistent performances, and uh, they need to address that. 
Man, they really do. Uh, something's got to get figured out there. Listen, I don't even really want to speculate on what's next for Teo. I know you know he wants to fight Crawford. Let's let's pump the brakes for a second. Yeah. Let, let let let's see kind of how the dust settles with him and what he's got going on before we start speculating on what's next for him. You know, it's probably going to be something big. I mean, he's in the upper echelon of the sport uh, in, in that weight division. So let's let's you know, I'm going to hold off on speculating on what's next for Teo, but I do know what is next uh, for a person who is a massive star. Uh, in Ryan Garcia. Boy, how about this matchup, man? Ryan Garcia uh, going to be taking on Devin Haney. That's a big-time fight. Big-time fight. You know, they're 3-3 three and three in the amateurs, you know, so this will be a tiebreaker. How about that, huh? You know, uh, two talented guys. Uh, but here's where I have a little bit of concern. Uh, I believe, you know, Devin Haney has evolved in the pros a lot better than than, than Ryan. Uh, he's he's started young, turned pro young in Mexico. Took all, you know a lot. You're not gonna get an easy fight in Mexico, right? Especially starting out young over there. Uh, so you know he kind of built himself up from there. He's you know 31 and 0, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's uh, beating the best of the best. He's beating Loma. I mean, controversially, but he got him. He got Regis Progre out. Right. You know he's a world champion, a uh, two division world champion. Right. Where Ryan Garcia, he's more of a Social media star, but he's talented. He's a talented guy. He, right. He, he's got uh, incredible hand speed, power. Uh, you know, he's got the looks. You know, uh, he's got a lot of, the, the ladies love him. He's got, you know, he's a- uh, Marketable guy. Very marketable guy. Gold. He's kind of a young golden boy. Right. In a way. <laughs> young Oscar De La Hoya. But here's the catch with, with Ryan Garcia. We got to give him kudos for making all these big fights. Right. But at some point, you got to start winning this. You got yeah. you got to start winning some of these fights. You got to win shit occasionally here, and so you know you can take a loss with Tank, and your your star power is still preserved. People tune in to watch you. You didn't go out. You didn't get really dominated. It was kind of a a, a body shot knockout, and you got caught. But you got to do something here. Yeah, this guy does not have that knockout power. He can take you to school if you're not careful. Right. But this is a guy you're familiar with. It's a big fight. Uh, I think the 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 pressure is more on Ryan Garcia for this one. Absolutely, this is a must win, must win. And listen, I, I, and again, you just got to give kudos. I, you do right because if this if Ryan doesn't want this fight, this fight doesn't happen. Yeah. Um. So he's wanting to test himself. He is accepting a fight with a guy that he's fifty fifty with. Yeah. You know what I mean. So that right there. Uh, is exciting. You're happy to see something like that in the sport. He knows he's in for a challenge, but he is ready to answer the call. He is ready to see if he can, you know, uh, do what he needs to do and and and, and conquer that challenge. So I, I'm, I mean, dude, this is a fight. What's the date on this fight? Do we know? Uh, it's uh, 420. Oh, that's right. Hey, so, all the smoke. Yeah, all the smoke. <laughs> so one of these guys will get turned into a pack, and you know, <laughs> someone's gonna get lit up, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, you know, if you if you're in Ryan Garcia's camp, if you're Ryan Garcia, for you this is a must-win situation. Obviously, Devin Haney's gonna you, you're not going there to lose, and you know he's probably gonna be the favorite. But you know this is you know we can't stress this enough. For me, like if you're Ryan Garcia, you have to win this fight because you can only get so many big fights. You can only rely on your marketability so much. Sure. At some point, you know you your boxing ability has got to be. The drying power as well. You got to have the goods at some point. Yeah, you know, and 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 you know, as flashy and as talented as Ryan is, you know, when you are at that 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 top top tier of the sport, it takes a lot to stay there. And 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 getting those W's is important. Real quick, and obviously, as the fight approaches, we will break it down thoroughly. Uh, but right now, as this thing is now official, where do you stand with this matchup? 
Uh, right now, I mean, I, I do think that uh, Garcia will probably be a little bit more competitive than with than with Tank. I think Tank is just one of those type of fighters that's, that's got incredible power and incredible timing. Go make you pay. And, and underrated hand speed. People don't, you know, I right. think he gets credit for his hand speed and boxing up IQ and defense. And, you know, he can box. But uh, Haney, Haney's also a great boxer, but he does not have that power. Right. He doesn't. He's kind of, he, he hasn't scored a, knock, a knockout in, in, in quite some time. He can be hurt, you know. Jorge Linares landed some good shots on him when they fought, so he can he can be made uncomfortable. And you know, Ryan Garcia, if he he presses him and doesn't get reckless, you know, I would have I would have felt more comfortable with him if he had a couple more fights with his new coach with um, Derek James, so he can kind of work out some of those kinks, you know, that they're working with, you know, with him, especially with him dropping that right hand and kind of leaving his chin out in the air. Uh, I would have been, you know, I would have been more comfortable saying that this fight will be more competitive. But man, you know, he's only had that one fight, you know, under Derek James, and he's taken a big fight again so soon after the tank fight. He's gonna be the underdog for me right now. Uh, my reflex reaction, my, you know, yeah. Uh, right now he's the underdog. Right now he's the underdog. That's how I'm gonna put it. I think right now, uh, I could see him one seventeen, one eleven. Something like, that. something like that. Just uh, getting taken to school. Take, getting taken to school. Um, unless, you know, something, unless he gives us some magic here. Hey, man, anything is possible in boxing, uh, in, in a fight, anything can happen. But I think that's a fair assessment. I think I'm in the same place with you. I think, you know, smart money on the dream, Devin Haney, yeah. uh, to just go in there, be able to execute a game plan and, and, and not let Ryan do what he wants to do. I think he'd yeah. be able to control Ryan a little bit. But again, you know, that's just where I'm at initially. Uh, definitely want to dive into it a little bit deeper. But again, big time fight. Uh, that's probably going to do a ton of numbers, uh, yeah. you it, know, and it'll do wonders for Haney if he if he gets the win. Oh yeah, uh, for Ryan Garcia, I don't think it's quite the end of the line, but he's going to have to win something big soon. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to get your tune ups, your bounce backs, but you have to win a big fight at some point because that, now you're zero two. If he loses, if he loses, you're zero two in big fights. You know, at some point, you know, the fans are going to say, "Hey, why why are we tuning in now?" Right, but let me tell you, if he wins. If Ryan Garcia goes in there and beats Devin Haney, we're talking like a whole nother level of stardom for Ryan oh, Garcia. Oh, he's back. He's oh, back. Yeah. If he gets a win here against Devin Haney, a bona fide, you know, superstar pound for pound talent. Yeah. You know, we got another Oscar De La Hoya potentially. Absolutely. So, you know, so this is, you know, I, I can't stress this enough. This is major, <laughs> major high stakes for Ryan Garcia. Yeah. It's another big fight for Devin Haney, but for Gar Garcia, this is monumental. Very you pivotal. have to win. You have to win here. Or you're going to have to do some soul searching after this fight. There it is, man. Listen, uh, a fight that has been uh, finally confirmed that we knew was coming uh, because, you know, listen, I'll tell you this right now. You know who's got good credit with me? His Excellency, Turkey Al-Al-Sheikh. It, it, whatever that man says, I take it to the bank, baby. Yep. You know, his <laughs> word is as good as gold with me, man. And I think he's proven that. And he said we were going to get this fight and we are getting this fight June 1st in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Artur Beterbiev versus Dmitry Bivol. Baby, we're getting it. Big time fight. Big time 175 fight. The two best at 175. All the belts on the line. We've talked about it before. You know, it's the best fight at 175. And it's made. It's official. You know, undisputed. So undisputed. We're going to get a 175-pound undisputed champion. You know, man, we got a power puncher in Beterbiev. A slick combination puncher with uh, Bivol. Um, I'm curious. I'm, I'm I'm really curious what's going to happen. You know, <laughs> can Beterbiev make him fight? You know, can 
can, you know, Dimitri Bivol wake up some type of killer instinct in him to finish this guy if he gets him in trouble? Right. Because Bivol, his last couple of fights, he's been, well, I'm winning. I'm going to just cruise and get this W and, you know, no risk. But I, I, I'm I curious to see if Beterbiev has the the dog in him to just, and I know he's got dog in him, but if he's got enough dog in him to make Bivol fight him, you know, to make him, yeah. to put him in a situation where Bivol's like, you know what, I, I, might not, I, can't, I might not be able to cruise here. I might have to fight this guy. Right. And I'm very interested in seeing that. I, I think we, you know, we might see a little bit of it early. So uh, it's a big time fight, man. I actually can't wait for this one. I want to know: Does Bivo have enough to get better Bio's respect and to make him hesitate? Right? Because we know, you know, in spots Bivo can, you know, I mean, he's hurt. He's hurt guys. Yeah. I mean, not to the level of Better Bio. Better Bio is a monster. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. That guy is scary. Yeah. Bivo, as sharp as as sharp as he is, does he have enough to make? Better be of hesitate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what it will take, in my opinion, is he's going to have to land a big combination early. Because one big punch versus one big punch against Beterbiev, you're, you're going to lose that battle. You don't, you don't go punch for punch. But what got Canelo's respect was those combinations off the ropes. When he had him in the ropes, he let those hands go, three, four, five punch combos. He's going to have to throw some significant uh, combinations with Beterbiev, and he's going to have to land them right. to get some respect early and make, and make Beterbiev, you know, be a little bit more cautious, not throw not throw reckless shots because, you know, you have those fast hands. So he's going to have to earn his, his respect by volume, a lot of punches. And Bivol does have a youth on his side here, he's right? He's got youth on his side. You know, Betrebiev's 38, so, you know, he he's doesn't have very many opportunities for another big fight. So, you know, this is it for him. How, the models, how old is Dimitri? Uh, I think, uh, let me double check. I'm going to double check that real quick. I want to find out. Uh-oh, 33 years old. 33, okay. So he's, he does have youth on his side with a five-year uh, advance, but that's a significant five-year window. Yeah. You're talking about 33 to 38. 38. That, th- those years are pivotal. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, nowadays the the, the fighter doesn't age as like before where, right. you know, you're looking at an ancient fighter at 33. This is a young 33, you know, and, again, great combination. Well-preserved. Well-preserved. Hasn't taken a lot of punishment throughout his career. So, you know, he, he's got that on his side, and, you know, he'd be smart to take advantage of that and use his speed and his combinations, his ring IQ, for sure. And, you know, Petrovic, he's got that power, man. He's going to he's gonna have to really press him. He's going to have to press him, throw those powerful shots, man, and make him earn his respect. Absolutely, man. Going to make him earn that respect. And, and boy, <laughs> I cannot wait for that fight right there. I mean, it's one of the ones, right? Again, shout out to Saudi Arabia for... Once again, delivering on the fights that fans have been asking for, calling for, and wanting. Uh, golly, man, I, 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 you know, we're gonna have to do a whole show just thanking. Oh yeah, uh, His Excellency over there, man. Promoter of the year, man. Oh, come Promoter by the year. far, man of the year. Yeah, like most influential figure in the sport of boxing in may, quite may, some maybe time. Maybe in sports. Maybe in sports. You know, maybe most influential in all the sports, right? Absolutely. But uh, but yeah, you know, I can't wait for that fight, man. I have a feeling whoever gets. That first big shot first, whether it's a combination from Bivol or if it's the first big shot landed by Betrebiev, I think whoever gets that going first, I think he's going to pull off the win here. And that's kind of what I'm I'm just so curious to see it. I'm very excited to see it. And uh, 
Man, June 1st can't get here fast enough, man. Can't, can't get here fast enough. I'm very excited about that. I look forward to kind of deep diving into that. A uh, couple of quick, I want to gloss over a couple of fights uh, that we know are coming up on the way as well. Uh, Vasil Omachenko back in the ring, taking on George Cambosis. Uh, that's an interesting uh, matchup there, just given kind of the history and, you know, styles make fights because Lomo fought this guy and, you know, lost to Lopez. But Lopez, he got beat by Cambosis. Now Cambosis is fighting Lomo. It's so funny because... How many times does that formula fail to help you understand who's going to win a fight? Yeah. Styles make fights, man. Yeah. This It doesn't work that way in boxing. For sure. And then if you look at their fights with Haney, you know, you can argue Loma won that fight with Haney. I, I thought he won and, that fight. You know, and Haney put a whooping on Cambosis twice. <laughs> Whooped him. But uh, I, I think Loma might still have just enough in the tank to to get past Cambosis because Cambosis didn't look very good against Maxi Hughes right. either. So, you know, I, I do think uh, – Loma's got a little bit left in the tank there. I think he should. You got know, enough to win? He's got enough to win there for sure. I think he'll he'll get that 135-pound title. I don't know what he does after that. He's 36 years old. But, you know, he's he, from what we saw last time, he still has the best footwork in boxing, man. He's got some great footwork. He was he was making uh, Devin Haney kind of earn, earn that fight because he, he was going through it a, a few rounds in that fight. He was getting tagged, and he looked uncomfortable in, in, in spots. So, I, th- I think he with with his last performance and well his last couple of performances I think he's got a little bit more in the tank that he can still give us one more big win here. Yeah, I, I think Loma uh, should still have. I think I'm with you on that a little bit more, and I just think his style is a nightmare for for Cambosis because you know unlike uh, Teofimo Lopez who had one of those off nights, I think Loma is always on. I think yeah. he's going to stick to the game plan. He's going to know how to execute it. Uh, he's a guy who's game plan first, right? Yeah. And I think that his game plan and his ability to execute uh, will be too much for, for for George. And I'm a fan of George Kambosis. I, I love yeah. you know his style, his aggressiveness, and you know how rugged he is. But I think uh, high tech, right, is going yeah. to do uh, the Matrix yeah. is going to win the fight there. And again, we'll break that down. But that's where I'm at looking yeah. at that fight now that yeah. it's uh, uh, official. Yeah, no. If you're Loma, you know you, your motivation here is: can you get a stoppage win here? Mm. Can you do something, you know, Taylor couldn't do it? Make a statement. Haney didn't do it. Stopping Cambosis has got to be difficult. Yeah, it has to be because he's a tough kid, man. He's right. a tough kid. He, he can box a little bit. You know, he's got some skills. He can counter you. You saw what he dropped. Uh, he dropped uh, Teo with that overhand right, looks like it was. He, mm-hmm. caught, he caught him with it. He's got really good timing. So it's not going to be an easy task. But if you can get a stoppage here, well, hey, now you can say, look, this this can kind of lend a little bit more to to what you've been saying, that you you don't you don't feel like you lost to Teo. And you don't feel like you lost to Devin to Devin Haney, so this this can this can do something for you. It could be a good motivation for you. You know, go go ahead and stop Cambosis. Uh, you know, you're back in back in the mix. That would be a statement if uh, Lomachenko were to be able to stop uh, George Cambosis. Looking forward to that fight, though. That's another great matchup. Uh, a fight I know you've been calling for. Uh, it's official. The rematch, man. Josh Taylor, Jack Catterall. Uh, it's on, baby. And it's a perfect fight. You know, perfect fight to be made because. Taylor just he's coming back off a a tough loss, you know. You know, he was the favorite against Tail by not not just us, but by a lot of people, you right. know. We all we thought he, I thought Taylor was in trouble. Yeah. You me know, too. so me too. So to take a loss and a convincing loss like that, it's gotta be a little embarrassing. You know, your pride's gonna be hurt. But you have a guy in Catterall who arguably beat you the first time as well. So what a good chance to kind of bounce back and to kind of make a statement by beating the guy they held you to a close fight and beating him convincingly, uh, finishing, uh, settling the score, if you will. You know, there's some unfinished business there. Settle the score, 
beat Catterall and then move up in weight, go to 47. And you, and you already see the emotions attached to this yeah, fight. I mean, it's, we, we saw the press conference, yeah. and uh, it did not go smoothly. <laughs> no, it did not. But but you know what? Uh, the winner of this fight has big opportunities. Go up to 47. You know, if you're Catterall, I don't know if he wants to move up. Maybe he stays at 40. But for Taylor, you bounce back and you get a win, a clear win of a guy that you beat controversially, then you can kind of move forward and put – Put the uh, put that fight behind you. Maybe even put the tail fight behind you. Go up to forty seven. You know, get some fights up there. So absolutely uh, excited to see that fight. And again, with all the emotions attached, you know, it's only going to as we get closer to that fight date, just rise and rise and rise. And those guys are going to put on a show for sure. I'm interested in seeing if Tail took something out of Josh as well. Like, Ooh, yeah. That's one thing. You know, once it's beaten out of you, you might you don't always get it back. So. I'm I'm wondering if he still has And he know, did get he did get beaten that he, fight. Yeah, he soundly. Got beat, he got beat pretty good. So hopefully he's still he's still the same Josh Taylor we know and you know he can get some big fights after that, man. Yeah, let, let, let's see how that rematch goes. Uh, you know, these are fights that we know are happening. One fight, uh, at least at the time of this recording, that is still a question mark. Can you figure any day now? Because with that May date approaching, we should know who is Canelo Alvarez gonna fight. We know he's gonna fight in May. Yeah. I mean, what's going on here? What, oh, oh, listen, I, I, is it is it the whole restructuring of PBC now that Showtime's gone and now they're with this new deal with Amazon Prime? Is that the holdup? Or who is Canelo going to fight? Well, you know, he's already said no to Munguia. He no, said that, right? No, no to Benavides. The leading, the front runner was Jamal Charlo, but he said he's not fighting him, right? I don't know what to think anymore. So, but you know what? So I, I'm, I, I kind of... I'm of the mindset that Jamal Charlo right now, he's just not confirming anything. Right. But I, I do think he's not going to turn down that money. I don't think so. You're not going to turn down Canelo money. Especially you know? being with a chance to get, you know, some get back for little bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and we're going to get paid. Sure. Yeah, for sure. You can, you know, get some get back for your brother. You can join him. <laughs> you know, whatever. But, you, but, but you're going to get paid regardless. You know, so. Uh, and. You know, you know, it's got to probably bother him because little bro stunting, he got a big payday. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, he's like, hold on, man, let me, let me, let me, let me get in here and cr- get a crack at this guy. He got a big payday and he didn't even try. Yeah, you know, he didn't even. He, he, he man, you know, and I'm still mad at Jamel it's because cold-blooded. man, he, uh, he, the re- <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm mad at Jamel because he has all the capabilities to have given Canelo a tough fight. Man, he just did not try when he let his hands go. He, he caught Canelo with some good shots, man, and then. I just think he felt his power and said, "Ah, fuck this! I'm getting, I'm getting my millions. Let me just, you know, listen, man. Canelo came out in that fight and were throwing some bombs. Yeah, and I think that changes. I think that changes some. That can change your mind pretty quick. Yeah, but you know, I just, it just, it's just a shame that he didn't really do what he could do because he's got some really good capabilities and good hand speed and combinations that he could have done on there. Because this is what happens, right? Talk about this. A, yeah. a, a, as a person who, who, who you know, you, your experience as a fighter, as a trainer, you work with fighters, yeah. you have been a fighter. T- let's talk about that because what happens, right? You've got a game plan. Yeah. You go in there and all of a sudden, and, and let me tell you, those were some of the heaviest shots I've ever seen Canelo throw. I mean, he was throwing some absolute atomic bombs in there. Didn't yeah. necessarily land with all of them, but he was hitting them on the shoulder. He was hitting them in the body. He landed a couple shots. And what goes through a fighter? Because, it, 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 correct me if I'm wrong here, one thing start happening that you were maybe not necessarily prepared for. Now, you've prepared for this fight, but once you get in there and you start feeling, oh, shit, that's yeah. some power. That's yeah. I wasn't. Listen, I don't know. What's what's the mindset? Because all of a sudden you start rationalizing in your mind 
well, and again, right going into the fight, this isn't really my weight class. Yeah. I'm still champion over here. All of a sudden, these yeah. things start making sense to you, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, boxing is a you know big part of it is psychological as well. You know, big time. You know, and, and you know when we were watching the lead up to that fight, I remember I, I told you, man, I, I feel like he's scared. Remember, I, t- I told mm-hmm. you, like, I don't think mm-hmm. just he he wasn't being his normal self. You know, Jamel Charlie was not being his normal trash talking self, right? You know, cussing at the press conference and all that. You know, getting in the face of the fighter. He was being super respectful. He's being cool. You <laughs> Very know, out of character. You know, he it, he was it was so out of character for him. And not that maybe I'm like maybe I'm just tripping. Maybe he just you know he knows it's a big fight, so he's you know he's handling it pretty classy. But you can see it in that fight as well. You know, like once he started getting tagged, I think he didn't prepare himself mentally for the big difference in the weight classes. Right, two weight and, class. And so you know, jump at that point. You know, he probably figured he couldn't stick to the game plan that he may have had but when that happens i mean you 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 come to a realization that okay you can survive it but you're gonna lose right or you can dare to be great right dare to be great you know and maybe you lose that way maybe you do something you know but somebody's gotta you know tell you hey man you're an undisputed champion yourself right you belong here this is a big fight you know like you're not a stranger to a big fight you're also a superstar you can do something here and I, I just think, I just think the moment maybe got a little too big for him. He didn't realize what he was capable of that night, and you know he's probably beating himself up when he watches the video of that fight. He's probably going to feel bad and he's going to kick himself because he's going to feel like, damn man, I could have done something here. Could have done this. Could have done that. And you know, but, but did not. But it's yeah, boxing's a very psychological sport as well, man. And he probably felt that power, and he probably said, fuck it, man. And his coach probably didn't think, you know, hey man, you know, if I have a fighter and they take a fight out of their weight class. Obviously, you want to protect them, right? But you took that fight for a reason. You know, you believe you can win, right? Otherwise, why are you taking these fights? Is it just yeah? You know, just, it, you got the check. You know, okay. Like, so you know, and and my philosophy as a coach would be like, if we take this fight, then we're preparing to win the fight. You got to. We have to do everything in our power to win. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you, you're losing every fucking round, right? You might as well do something now, or we can just stop it. Yeah. You know, I mean, ain't no shame in getting beat by the, the face of boxing. Right. Absolutely. So, pound for pound grade, and it will go down in history as one of the greatest fighters, you know, coming out of Mexico. You know, ain't no shame in going up. I mean, Amir Khan gave him all he could handle before he got knocked out. Right. So he took more chances. Amir Khan was winning. And, and, and Amir Khan was a 140-pounder. Yeah. So, you know, come on, man. That, that's a difference of daring to be great. He dared. He failed. But every so often, you get a Sugar Ray Leonard coming up to weight classes to fight Hagler, and look what he did. Is 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 the internet... Is the internet stopping guys from daring to be great? You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to become a meme. Yeah, back in the day, they didn't have memes, so you can dare to be great. And hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, that, that shit wasn't even televised. What right. are you talking about? This shit but, never leaves now. Yeah, boy. but nowadays, yeah. So, but you know, that comes with the territory, man. It comes with the territory. So, you know, if you're Jamal Charlo, you're gonna think about this. It's only one weight class, you know. Right. You know, you did struggle with Jose Benavides a little bit, but. <laughs> so I don't know, man. But the money's gonna be good. It's a little different fighting Canelo, isn't it? So who knows? Maybe he's thinking that. Maybe that's what it is. Like, but whatever it is, you know, uh, can't wait for the Canelo's next fight. Obviously, it's gonna be a big event. Uh, he's got to be frustrated if he can't secure a, an opponent, you know. But I, I, I tend to think it's gonna be Jamal Charlo. I think he's just he's they're probably just finalizing some things out here. But right, he's not fighting Benavides. Um, it ain't gonna be Crawford. He already just kind of discarded that. Said okay. no. I I I don't have anything to gain here. I have everything to lose and nothing to gain here. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know that that frees up Crawford to try something else at fifty four. 
Well, uh, you know, I, I, again, that should be announced. Heck, by the time that we, you know, we're recording this today, by the time this is released, it's very possible, given the time frame we're in, yeah. that we might know the answer to that. So yeah. we'll, we'll have to soon. see how that goes. You know, uh, another thing that is making headlines around the time of, of pr- producing this podcast today, uh, they're saying Manny Pacquiao was denied, uh, you know, his his license to compete in the Olympics interesting move on Pacquiao's part. Listen, I'm, I am one of the biggest Manny Pacquiao fans you will ever find. Uh, I just have appreciated his journey, his story, his performance, who he was as a fighter in the ring. One of the greatest offensive fighters of all time. If you ask me, I mean, this guy was just a ball of lightning who would just come for you and destroy you. No matter what you do, this guy's got the footwork. He's got the power. He's got the speed. He's got it all. This guy was relentless. Love Manny Pacquiao. I don't like the road he is on because not only what is this Olympic run and then I'm hearing him about trying to negotiate fights with Tank Davis, with Devin Haney, like Pat, it's over, dog. Yeah. I yeah. love you, man. Don't don't do this to your legacy. No, for sure. I mean, look at Roy Jones, man. Oh. You know, look 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 at you know what he's done to his legacy. Look at his last fight. You know, I was so angry watching that, man. I was like, man, that was that shit's criminal. Like why 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 are you fighting a debut MMA guy? You know, what are you doing at fifty, whatever age yeah, he is? You know, but yeah, with Manny Pacquiao, you know, we're talking about a modern day Henry Armstrong here, straight up. You know, uh, multiple weight classes. He just went right up. Was it seven? Weight, eight weight classes. Eight weight class. Eight weight class. Well, because he he had the Ring Magazine Championship in a couple of them. So right. technically, like we can look at it. if you, if we're going to go by the alphabet belts, uh-huh. it was probably six. Okay, but he did. He was the the guy. In two of those weight classes without needing a belt. It was right. A, you know, you don't need a belt to prove you're the, you're the baddest right. motherfucker in the weight class. Right. And he was at 140 and 126. Right. Undisputed. And uh, so, man, he, he has this resume that he's built up. Uh, he's in his mid-40s. And, and, you know, the Olympics has that age limit for a reason, you know. Uh, you know, you definitely don't want to get, you know, hurt. And when you're in your mid-40s, it's easier to get hurt. Absolutely. And you know, there's the only fight here that he needs to be contemplating would be a rematch with Mayweather if Mayweather wants it. Right. That's the only fight he needs to do that counts on his record. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the only fight that makes sense. Two guys in their mid forties, you know, two old guys. Run it one run it back for old time's sake. And it'll still it'll make still some do, money. It'll still do big numbers. You know, they can do that. Other than that, Pacquiao doesn't need to be messing with these guys anymore. Uh, you know, that ship has sailed. You know, we're looking at a losing streak now if he does that and you know, ten losses. Imagine like nine, ten. You know, he's at eight losses right now, right? So right. Imagine him going into double digits. It's just man, it's it's don't hard. do it. Don't do it. Roberto Duran is another one. of Those guys he stuck around way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, Fernando, most of them do. They do, and and a lot of it is man. When when you've been uh, at the top for so long and you and you're out of it, you miss it. You know, even at the smaller level, like for for someone like me, you know. You know, my, the the way I felt my last fight, you know, it's a feeling you miss as a fighter getting I, in there. I mean, is there anything that can give you even close to that kind of high? Like being in there, uh, all the emotions, what you're feeling in your body, the, 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 the rush of adrenaline, the cheer of the crowd. Man, being out in the street, champ. Just, yeah. be, just being recognized as yeah. the champion. You're the champ, yeah. champ. Being addressed as champ. I mean, and I know he's got his political aspirations and all that going on, but nothing will beat that feeling of being the champ. No, no. And that's why a lot of guys stick around. Some of them are not very smart with their money, and so they got to stick around. You know, like, and Pacquiao, can we say, has has been very— Oh, he's got uh, money. Been noted to be very loose with yeah. his uh, funds. 
Yeah, he he helps a lot of people in the Philippines, he does. and you know he's got a lot of friends. You know, probably to a fault, if we're being honest. For you know, sure. You know, he probably takes care of a lot of people that probably don't need that kind of help, but he does it. Right. And so he probably needs. You know, he probably he might be in a position where he needs uh, another payday. Maybe he still has a lot. I mean, he he's bound to have some money right now. Sure. But I mean, he if you're helping a lot of people, man, you're gonna go through it. And uh, yeah, man, you know, so he probably feels like, hey, I still have a big name, I can get a big fight. But I just, it's not worth your health, man. And, and he can. Yeah. It can happen. Yeah. I don't um, think it should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he takes a few pro fights in the, a few four, six rounders in the Philippines, just to scratch that itch, you know, get a couple <laughs> Ws off a couple of guys over there, you can still do a thing over there. But, you know, uh, man, at, at, at this age, you, you got to be real with yourself. You have to be real with yourself. I wouldn't, I would even be okay with Manny if he really has to, you know, taking a, Shot a couple of these MMA guys, you know. Yeah, get a Conor know. McGregor fight or yeah, something. Man, have a few circus fights. That's fine. Cash out a couple times, but but brother, let let let's let's yeah. let's pump the brakes. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't fight nobody other than Mayweather. And other than that, look for a you know get some exhibitions, man. Do exhibitions. They don't count on your record, right? A couple of circus fights. Maybe you can get the Saudis to fund it. Yeah, yeah. Do something <laughs> like that, you know. But for sure, stay retired, man. You're you're a legend. You know, you don't need to ruin your legacy, man. We've seen too many fighters do that. Too absolutely. many fighters. Absolutely. Manny Pacquiao, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, matter of fact, I'm getting ready to go to the gym. I think I got a Pac-Man shirt I'm going to wear today. Um, real quick, man, I want to I want to uh, jump into this as we kind of wrap up today's program. There is a fight happening this weekend. Uh, Edgar Belanga, at one time, this guy was, I mean, let me tell you. They called him a monster. The right? monster. He was one of those guys. He was knocking out everybody in the first round. It's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, since he's uh, looked uh, like a monster. Yeah. What is it now, five consecutive decisions? I think so, yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's going to have to do something in this fight. You know, he's been calling for a Munguia fight, which I think would be good. That would actually be a fight I'd like to see. It wouldn't be a bad, it wouldn't be bad for both of them. It's a good crossroads fight. You know, good little, it's a nice little showdown. No belt involved, but still. you know, A you good need, fight, though. It's a good fight to make. Uh, this is a good audition for it. This is a good audition for it. Let's, get it, let's be impressive here. And let's try to get that fight made. He, fighting uh, Padraig uh, McRory, listen, I can't say too much about Padraig. Don't know a, yeah. a ton about him, me. Uh, his record is 8, 18 and 0 with 9 knockouts, so the power probably isn't isn't there. Probably box a little bit. Right. Edgar Belanga should yeah. <laughs> okay, be able to go in there and remind you why he's dangerous, remind you why he was once called a monster. And I know that... You know, name belongs to a couple of guys in the sport yeah. right now. There's some real monsters out there. Yeah, there really is. Defense. There is. Uh, but Berlanga, again, at one point in time, you know, was knocking out everybody, you know, doing it in the first round. It's a bit, like you said, five straight uh, victories by decision. Can he go in there and be impressive? He should be able to do that this weekend. He should. Weekend. He should. Uh, and I think he'll – unfortunately, I think he's going to stick to the same pattern, another decision win. But hey, but you know what? Maybe this gets the lawyer thinking, hey, he's not knocking anybody out. Let's put him in with Munguia. <laughs> You know, let's let's get Wungia in there with because they're, they're they're gonna get a real fight. But it'll be a good fight. I think that'll be a good fight. That's know? a fight I would like and, to see. And you know what? Maybe the winner of that, we can throw him in there with Canelo or there something you go. like that. There you since go. that's kind of like everybody wants the Canelo sweepstakes, right? So I pay day, baby. Pay yeah, <laughs> pay day. I know uh, that. Listen, we are a couple of weeks away. I uh, just want to mention this real quick before we get out the door here. A couple of weeks away from uh, the, you know what? A fight that I'm actually genuinely. Very interested in Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou. You know, uh, I, I think, you know, that that uh, face-off just came out. Um, Ngannou is just a massive human being, isn't he? He's a big dude. It's big weird dude. seeing AJ look small. But he's also got a massive heart, too, and he's just one of those guys, man, that you're not going to break him. You're not, you're not going to break You're him. not going to break this man mentally. 
you know, boxing, uh, as I said earlier, it's a psychological sport as well as, you know, athletic and fundamentals and, you know, technique. A lot of it's also psychological. How, how, uh, how can you break your opponent down, you know, physically and mentally? How can you, you know, discourage him? How can you make him, you know, kind of capitulate and submit to you? And I don't think you have that with with Engano. He's a, he's a tough motherfucker, dude. You know he's as tough as as, as it comes, man. And so, I mean storybook type uh, story. Like yeah. I mean it, yeah. it, it's very cinematic. Uh, his his journey that he's had to get to this point, even to the fact. Listen, uh, whenever the, uh, the what was the latest Creed movie come out? Was it Creed three or something yeah, like that? Creed three. I remember thinking, oh my god, the story. And, and listen, I'm I'm a big Rocky fan. Yeah. I even like Creed one and two. Yeah. But part three for me was so, I was like, oh my god, this is the dumbest story ever. So unrealistic. It's so unrealistic. How is a guy gonna fight for the championship uh, with one fight or whatever? Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Ngadu, it, it, you know, fought the number one heavyweight in the world his first fight, Danny and now is fighting yeah. Anthony Joshua in his second fight. Something that I thought was so uh, ridiculous uh, to even you know fathom or think about that could be possible. Uh, but dude, uh, Ngannou has got himself in a position very unique, and I think some of it has to do with the uniqueness of the, the situation in Saudi Arabia that allowed for this to happen. Um, but it, what a story! Uh, I am actually very intrigued about this fight. Yeah, I wouldn't have been if if things had gone the way we thought they would have gone with Tyson yeah. Fury. But because of that performance, I think Ngannou, why not? Yeah, give, yeah. Give, you know, let's see what happens. Yeah, give him another opportunity at a big name. Uh, unfortunately for Ngannou, Anthony Joshua, Joshua does like to train occasionally for his fights. <laughs> And he does like to come prepared, and he does have some boxing IQ. <laughs> a little bit that that he will that he does like to use. <laughs> That's right. You know, versus and, and, and he does have some really fast hands for a guy that size. And so I think he's going to study that ta- that tape with with fury, and he's not going to take any of those unnecessary risks. He's not going to underestimate him for sure. So he's going to box him. I think he's going to counterpunch him. He's going to once he wears him out. In the middle to late rounds, I think that's when you're going to see Joshua really let his hands go and really show you what he can do. And I think, uh, you know, we're going to get a little bit of this, uh, you know, this idea that, you know, Nganu can compete with these top guys. I think it's going to go away a little bit. I think a lot of that has to do with Tyson Fury. You know, I said it before, you know. Absolutely. Didn't care about the fight, didn't train, and it showed. And, you know, it made him seemed up to be more, you know, better than what I think he is in boxing. Hey, listen, I still had Fury winning by two points. So, yeah. so that being said, right, yeah. let, let's let's keep that oh, yeah. in perspective There's here. still a little bit of a blueprint there for how to beat him. <laughs> right. Know, just let him tire himself out right. and then let your hands go. Unfortunately for Fury, he had no hands to let go anymore because he was tired. He was dead tired. You know, he wasn't doing anything. Um, listen, I know we're going to probably have a show yeah. before that fight here and, in a couple of weeks. And by the way, I don't know if you saw Fury – before the cancellation of this fight, he was looking in great shape for this fight for Uzi. Was, oh boy, how so, about that? What a so, shame that he yeah, got hurt. Yeah, I, oh, I was. Re- yeah, that was, was a nasty yeah, cut. Was, too, yeah, by no, the way. it was. It was pretty bad, man. I was getting ready to cuss him out whenever I heard that they, they canceled it. I was like, God damn it, Tyson Fury, here we go again with you. Yeah, but no, it's a legit injury, and you know what? And he looks in tremendous shape, man. So he, I'm telling you, he's trying to make a statement here with Uzik, <laughs> and uh, if he can keep the shape, man. Man. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what's possible? Yeah, so this fight for sure is getting a little bit more interesting for sure. Also, so. real quick, you know, it is noted, man, that Joshua Ngannou is coming up. But I think, you know, the one that's going to steal the show there, at least for hardcore boxing fans, is on the undercard, man. You've got Joseph Parker coming off that big win against Deontay Wilder, who 
kind of didn't show up for the fight. But he, nevertheless, Parker did. He did what he was supposed to do. Again, staying very active. Yeah. Joseph Parker taking on Big Bang Zhang. Ooh, I'm excited yeah. for that one. That's the one that's getting my money. Yeah, you know, yeah That's yeah. the one. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll watch the main event, you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. my money's going because of that particular fight. Absolutely. You know, we talked about it before. This is as big of a crossroads fight as it gets. For two guys that aren't really that much of a crossroads, to be honest with you, it's right. It's weird, but it just that we have Parker who uh, on a, a good streak, on a comeback streak like, since his yeah. since his loss. Yeah, Bang Bang, who's forty, but he's on that momentum. He's and, at the peak of his powers right now at forty years at old. Forty years old, but they both know a loss here puts him at the back of the line. So none of them wants to get knocked off to the back of the line. They want to win this fight, right? And so you got you know the comeback fighter of the year. Versus the guy who's riding all that momentum from knocking out Joyce, this is a big time crossroads fight. I mean, it is. It's, it's one of those weird ones. Usually, you get a crossroads fight when you guys, two guys, have lost a fight, and right. one of them, you know, trying to stay irrelevant. These are two guys who are at their peak, and you know, they for sure don't not want to. They do not want to lose their spot, man. Very well said. I love the way you just broke that <laughs> down, and obviously, we're going to talk more about that uh, as we approach fight week for those fights. Again, genuinely intrigued about yeah. the whole Joshua and Ganu thing because yeah. there's just so much to talk about yeah. there. And look, if you're a casual fan who's tuning into that, pay attention to the Zhang and Parker fight because yes. I'm telling you, you're going to watch that fight's a lot of high stakes there. It's going to be a lot of drama. And I'm telling you that that fight's going to steal the show from the main event. Tune into that one. Watch, Pay attention to that one. Don't take a bathroom break. Don't go get any concessions. <laughs> Don't go... Don't go check on your steaks if you if you're grilling. If you, you yeah, yeah. Check out your carne asada. You know, <laughs> don't, don't check. Just now. you know, make sure you cook all that early. Be yeah. ready because and, and be ready to watch that fight because that's the fight that's gonna really be uh, worth your money. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. That's that's the hurricane, y'all. Fernando Rivas. I'm I'm your man, Noel Sosa. I am chugging up the deuce. It was good to get back in studio with you, yes, man. sir, man. Good to get back to this. Uh, of course, you know, we got more lined up for everybody out there. I'm so excited uh, to start with that, man. We really have been working behind the scenes to get some things going here. And uh, again, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you for sure, man. And like I said before, you know, what we want to do is we want to do the best boxing show for boxing fans. That's right. And, you know, and casuals too, you know, tune in and learn something. You know, I'm not saying that we know it all, but tune in and, you know, we can definitely talk about boxing. Look, I, I think, you know, you can tell... When somebody really loves the sport. Yeah. And I hope that comes across. And again, thank you so much for uh, enjoying the ride with us. Some great things on the way. Who knows, man? I might even get Fernando out on the golf course. Maybe. Soon. Maybe. I got to learn for sure. <laughs> R.I.P. Carl Weathers. Oh, damn, man. That's true. Uh, we we, we should have talked about that. Man. You know what? Uh, real quick. I'm going to do this real quick yeah. because I know normally right there we end Apollo it. Apollo Creed, man. I've got to run that music back at least yeah. once because Carl Weathers, my goodness. Man. Yeah. Apollo Creed, man. Uh, I mean, I always looked at Carl Weathers as just a real, like a genuine badass. Yeah, yeah. I, I discovered him through the Rocky movies, but yes. later on I saw the Action Jackson movie. By the way, one of my Jackson. favorite <laughs> all-time movies. Uh, what was it? Predator. Predator. Uh, Chubbs. Chubbs. The legendary Chubbs. Chubbs. It's all in the hips. Oh it's man. A- Gotta what, love it, man. What an incredible, and you know, since he passed a lot, my algorithm has been going crazy yeah. with Carl Weathers interviews, yeah. and uh, we lost a true talent and a truly great human being. For sure, man. You know, uh, when you, he left his mark in, 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 you know, not just through cinema, but in boxing as well, he's always going to be known. That's right. He's always going to be known through as Creed. There's you know, a whole Creed series a franchise now, man. Based off of him, so 
there's that legacy there as well as his movies man you i think you put your best you know we lost a great human being and uh may he rest in peace for sure rest in peace carl weathers boy that 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 see there is no tomorrow yeah that's like one of the best lines of all time man, yeah. uh, you know hold on i'm gonna say this again i, I don't i don't care if we're going a little yeah, long no, here you're good you're good one of my all-time favorite scenes is uh when he's talking about wanting to rematch rocky and listen this is yeah. why it gets to me so much because it's the true sport uh, he's like trying to get the match going, and he asks, you know, asks his trainer, like, "What's up, man? What do you think?" And he's like, "Can I, can I be honest? I, yeah. I mean, it's my favorite scene in the movie." He said, "I saw you beat that man. Like I ain't yeah. ever seen no man being beat before, and he kept coming for you. We don't need that kind of man in our life." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! And Apollo, right? Apollo looks at him. He's like, "All right, so this is what we gonna do." <laughs> Yeah. He's like, no, we're going to get this fight. And, and and the line that he said in there is something that I want all, all, you know, I hope resonates with all true fighters, right? He says, man, I won, but I didn't beat him. That's the heart of a champion. Yeah. You want there to be no mistake. Like the whole thing yeah. with Tyson Fury and Ganu, I would hope that Tyson Fury's like, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to make a statement. That guy shouldn't have been in the same ring with me. Yeah. And 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 that and those movies really did capture that that aspect of, of being a fighter because you know whether you're an amateur fighter or a pro fighter from the lowest level to the highest level when you get a close decision win that controversially right that that doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth. You want to beat that man. And you know it's some real sucker shit out there for those who who <laughs> who get a controversial win and I won, you get no rematch. Right. You get no rematch. To me, that's always going to be some sucker shit because deep down inside, you know, you want to get the better of your opponent. And so, yeah, th those movies really did capture the spirit of that. And uh, man, you know, his fight with uh, Ivan Drago, that's one that to this oh, day man. pisses me off. I, the towel. Yeah, the, <laughs> I don't know what the hell Rocky was thinking there, <laughs> but oh, I, wish they, I wish they wouldn't have killed off that character. I mean, there would have been some great stories, you know, in the Creed franchise later on. Then Absolutely. The that I think they could have explored, man, but you know. Obviously, you know it wasn't done at the time, but I, I want to come up. I want. I want to. I want to write down all the names, the nicknames that were when he was being introduced in that fight. I remember the Count of Monte Fisto. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. That was uh, a good one, boy. He, he was forty-five and zero with forty-five knockouts when he fought Rocky. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, but my favorite uh, quote from him actually was from Action Jackson. Okay, when they were talking about uh, some guy that was one of the villains, like, yeah, man, it's like you cut off his 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 arm, and he's like. He had a spare. <laughs> I don't know why I saw that as a kid, and that made me laugh uh, so much. And I just thought, man, that's one of the most uh, baddest, you know, yeah, you know, baddest things to say, man. That's Absolutely, like man. R.I.P. Rest in peace to a true great, Carl Weathers. Thank you, Fernando. Thank you. Let's hit that bell. Let's go.